percent righteousness. Yo, Angelo Yee, I love you. Fifty percent ratchetness. Tell them ratchets to sit down. This is becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they tell me it was y'all. I say, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Effie. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. Lord. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Hey! Good morning, Angela Yee. Well, good morning. And today is Thursday! Good morning. Hey, how you doing? How's everything? Uh, Pretty good. I'm tired. Did you go to the game last night? No, I had a long day yesterday. I thought you were going to the, to the Knicks game. today. To the, uh, last night was the Knicks home open. I thought you were going. No, I'm going to tell you, I had a very long day. But, you know, I'm, I'm launching this new business, Drink Fresh Juice. Uh-huh. And it launches in November, and we had our first investor pitch yesterday for our investment, mm-hmm. and it was at 8 o'clock last night. Oh, so it was pretty late. Yeah, so I would have had to walk out. It was over the phone. Mm-hmm. I would have had to walk out, try to find a quiet area, and then be on the phone for 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And it wasn't going to happen. Okay, so you up late. Now, uh, last night, of course, uh, if you don't know, I'm doing a, a car show. This is my first car show. I'm very excited. I didn't know all the details went into doing a car show. I just rented the space and said, I'm going to bring a bunch of cars, and that's not how it works, and I figured that out the hard way. But <laughs> I could have uh, told you that. I didn't know, and, and I'm doing it pretty much on my own. Uh, shout out to our family over here at iHeart. They seen that I was having a lot of trouble, so they decided to help. But uh, it's pretty good right now. Shout out to Rick Ross. Uh, let's, let's A round of applause for Rick Ross, man. Rick Ross hit me up last week and said, Envy, I heard you're doing a car show, and I'm going to send you 11 of my cars. Wow. Do you have to keep them? No, I don't get to keep them. He's allowing oh. me to use them for the weekend for the car show. So he, he probably sh- won't even notice. He's shipping them from Miami, old schools, new schools, uh, bikes and all that. So I'm excited about that. Shout to Cardi B. She said she's going to send a car. Uh, shout to Fabulous. Shout to Swiss Beats. Uh, shout to the uh, uh, the whole staff up here. They're giving cars. Shout to 50 Cent. Uh, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. I'm so excited. I didn't know it was going to be this big. I thought it was just going to be maybe a couple hundred people, but so far we're in about three, 4,000 people. This is going to be amazing. So I'm super duper excited. If you're going to be in the area, if you want to come on out, it's going to be a great family day. There's going to be jumpies for kids, uh, face painting. I got stilt walkers for kids. There's going to be video games. And for the adults, there's all types of cars, uh, exclusive cars that don't come out or come out next year and old cars. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super duper, 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 duper excited about this. Duper? Duper. <laughs> duper, duper. Well, so, I don't have a fancy car. I'm going to grab your car, too. You got an X6. We're going to put that car it's right in it. It's 2016. It doesn't matter. They ain't changed the shape yet, so it's all good. I'm going to put 2019 on it. Nobody's going to know the difference. Yes, they will. There's a lot of scratches on my car. You know what it's like parking in New York City? And I don't have a parking garage or anything at home. I park on the street, and every time I come outside, there's a new scratch. I'm like, where did this come from? Well, we're going to clean that up, and we're going to get uh, Charlemagne's old-ass uh, Cadillac Escalade. I think it's like a 2004 with 700,000 miles or something like that on there. We're going to get that on there. We ain't going to start it, because if we started it, it'll clear the building. Plus, I'm really cheap. I hate paying for parking in the city. It's so expensive. If you ever have to drive anywhere in New York and park in a parking garage, it's like $60 to park in a lot. Yes. And I will drive around for... 45 minutes to an hour to try to find a parking spot on the street and I'll walk 20 blocks just so I don't have to pay. I'm not going to lie. I park on a fire hydrant. I figure if I get a fire hydrant ticket, it's going to be $75 or if I park in a lot, it's going to be $75. So I got a 50-50 shot, 50-50 chance. So <laughs> that's what I usually go with. Well, let's get the show cracking. Jonah Hill will be joining us this morning. Yes, I love Jonah Hill. 
What's some of the movies Jonah Hill been in? Uh, he was in War Dogs. Okay. Of course, he was in Superbad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Get Him to the Greek. That's right. He's been in a ton of movies that I love. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. And he's a huge hip-hop Wolf fan. Wolf of Wall Street, of course. Yeah, he's a huge hip-hop fan. And so he we'll just directed his first movie ever. He wrote and directed this new movie that he has coming out. So we'll tell you all about that. Yeah, we'll talk to him about all that. And today is Neo's birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, Neo. Neo. Yeah, I'm going to do a little Neo mix. I'm excited about this. I miss Neo, man. Where the hell has Neo been? He was on lip service. Oh. Uh, and if you watch it, you can see why he did, uh, when he wrote Irreplaceable, he said, to the left, to the left. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with the way a part of his body leans. Okay, I don't need to hear that this early Curves. morning. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, okay, there's a new woman, and her name is Golf Cart Gail. Find out Golf what happened. Golf Cart Gail. They got to stop with these names, man. I can't remember anybody's name. To make this white... They're like garbage pill kid names. There was Bodega, Bodega Becky, right? <laughs> then there was... Uh, Cornerstar Caroline. I don't remember. But we'll get to it next. <laughs> Keep it locked. I'm sure Charlamagne's running a little late. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, he is. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, usually they have the NBA scores in front of me today. They don't, but I know my Knicks won. That's yes, one thing did. I do know. I know the Knicks won last night, so congratulations to the Knicks. They won by a lot last night. They beat uh, the, Hawks. the Hawks last night. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? What up, uh, Charlamagne? Well, there's another woman named Golf Cart Gail. Now, this happened in Florida. Uh, what happened was the father was at the game, and he was cheering on his son and telling his son to listen to the ref. And that's when a, a white woman, who they are now calling Golf Cart Gail, decided to call the police. Turns out she is, she works there, I guess. I don't know what exactly it, a field marshal is, but that's what she does. This was a soccer does. game then? Yeah, it was a soccer game. Okay. And, um... Another woman that was there on the scene, Ginger Williams, actually recorded everything because she felt like the woman was being very aggressive toward the black father who was cheering on his son. Now, she posted, a parent at my son's soccer game had the police called on him for cheering for his son during the game. This man was simply trying to watch his son's soccer game and cheer for him from the sides. He yelled, the ref is right, when he saw his kid out there getting frustrated after a call. The woman, we'll call her golf cart Gail, decided to spring into action and rapidly approach this parent and remind him that harassment would not be tolerated. He informed her he was only speaking to his son. As a matter of fact, the father even tried to leave. He offered wait to minute, leave minute, in order to avoid a situation, leave his own son's soccer game. They called no, the police because he was too aggressive? Too, he was cheering too loud? Why, All why, he why? did was say to his son, according to uh, Ginger Williams, who was on the scene, the ref is right. Because his son was getting frustrated after a call during the soccer game. And she actually called the police on this man. So where, the, where are the digital trading cards? Remember how they used to have the garbage pail kids? And they used to be like Booger Bobby or Duplication Dan. Where are the digital trading cards of Golf Cart Gale and Hallway Hillary? Come on, y'all. Y'all need to get on the ball. Now, okay? she, she called and told the police that there were some parents that are out of control and need really? to be removed from a youth soccer game. She's never been to an AAU game then. Or, or, or a Pop Warner football game. That's, we <laughs> get be calling crazy. The police all day. And I, you know what? Uh, let me, Somebody yeah. needs to make That's the crazy. digital trading cards, call them the garbage pail crackers because racism is trash. And have the, what's the girl's name? What's her name? Golf cart Gale. Golf cart Gale, Hallway Hillary. Who else? Who else they had out there so far? Cornerstone Caroline. Cornerstone Caroline. That's crazy. Somebody make the digital trading cards. What was the uh, woman from the cookout? 
Barbecue was, Becky? Barbecue Becky. Yes, this is somebody, crazy, Somebody man. make the garbage pail cracker That's what I'm for saying. Me, they sound like garbage pail Why would the guy leave? racism is trash. Why would he want to leave? I mean, he was offering to leave to defuse nah, the situation. I'm not leaving. Nah, there's no defusing the situation. Exactly. I'm watching my son play soccer. And y'all could SMD from the back. No, I'm not going anywhere. Now, the police did come, and they told the father they had no reason to detain him, but Duh. they said anybody's allowed to call the police, and when they do have to respond. So it's not their fault. That's that, crazy. That they came. All right, and if you're excited about uh, marijuana possibly getting legalized for recreational use, Canada has just legalized recreational marijuana. So uh, if you are 18 in Quebec and Alberta, you can actually buy marijuana and grow it recreationally and it, at the age of 19 in the remainder of Canada. So Toronto, you can smoke weed and, and all that and buy weed? Yep. Wow. Wow, so does that mean... They're saying it's going to be very limited, at least early on, so they don't have a large selection. So they got to open up the border for everybody that's been locked up, not allowed in Canada, then, since they legalized it, right? And they're not allowed to sell it in the same location as alcohol or tobacco. Wow. And they have to purchase the drug from retailers that are regulated by provinces and territories or from federally licensed producers when those options are not available. But you can't travel in and out of Canada with weed. That's dope. So if you're entering, if you're leaving, you still can't have marijuana on you. They Mm -hmm. can do a whole dope marketing campaign, because you know it's the Toronto Maple Leafs are not going to be like the Toronto Reefer Leafs, Toronto Marijuana Leafs, something like that. No, I'm serious. You can do a whole dope marketing campaign with that. Well, they are going to pardon Canadians who have been convicted of possession of 30 grams or less of marijuana. So they'll hmm. be pardoned. Okay. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad morning. Your morning started nasty. Call us up. Or if you feel blessed... 800-585-1051 yes. is the breakfast. And everybody don't tweet me talking about um, me being late, okay? I got a newborn in the house. When you have a newborn in the house and that newborn wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning, that throws off your whole rhythm. That, that's your story? You okay. stick with it? No, that's a fact. All right. You got five kids, you know. I thought about being late just because I was tired. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's it's, cool, too. Uh, yeah, I was it's tired. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and die. It's your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good? Yo, this is iPhone Sim. What's good, DJ Heavy? iPhone Sim, man. Oh, gosh, iPhone Sim. You still making money off of us, iPhone? Nah, man, I'm just telling, I'm just calling just to uh, say that I'm blessed. Watching my little daughter uh, sleep right now, about to wake up. Taking to school, you know. I'm sure you blessed all that money you making by calling up, calling us up and doing shout outs for people. <laughs> I don't know if that's illegal. I don't think that's illegal because it's not us. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. We didn't even know. I'm about to send y'all some breakfast. You know? No, nah, no, we, good, we don't we want good, none of your nah, dirty money. You keep all your little blood money there. <laughs> yeah, keep that money. I'm gonna send y'all ten, ten, ten. No, nope, we good. Nope, nope. Have oh a blessed day, sir. Nope. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, Trav? What's going on, ye? Hi, Trav. How you doing, pretty lady? I'm good, babe. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? Hey, let me ask you a question. You Did, did you see Kanye West was in Chicago yesterday, right? Oh, God. <laughs> no, because you, you, you called up here talking spicy oh, the other so day, bad. talking about Kanye was going to be in Africa, so he canceled on me. You saw him in Chicago <laughs> yesterday, right? Charlemagne was tight. Huh? Yeah, that was on his mind. I'm just asking a question. I just want to know if you saw with your little pretty eyes. With little book? Hey, is that a flirt? No, I did not see him. Oh, okay. I didn't see it either, right. Trav. Yeah. I'm with you. No doubt. But look, you know what I did see, Charlamagne? What'd you see? Uh-oh. <laughs> I did see you post um, a video of Elle Varner 
Oh, my God. I saw that, too. A lot of people were upset about that. He thought LMA was L. Varner. I didn't think she was L. Varner. I was just running through the streets yesterday, <laughs> handling my business, and I posted that video, and for whatever reason, L. Varner popped up on my Instagram page. Oh, you tagged L. Varner? I did. I said, add El Varner. I only know because mad people was in my comments like, Charlamagne don't know the difference between El Varner and El May. First of all, y'all wasn't even thinking about El Varner until yesterday. Knock it off. So look, Charlamagne, so look, one more thing you posted. And I'm just uh -oh. going to just say, you posted another post that, that you actually took from Safari. Yes, I did. Like that sometimes a man hurts every woman who enters his life because his true soulmate is a man. Yes. So I think we all drop one of cool bombs for Diddy for breaking up with Cassie. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, people thought you guys were seven Diddy. Were you guys seven Diddy yesterday? I saw that too. Yeah, they, they, they told me and you was playing with Diddy like yesterday. That's why. That's why we posted that. How did Diddy get in? I don't know how Diddy got into it. Jesus Christ! Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace. Thank you, Trav. I don't know how Diddy got into it. Envious Charlamagne don't call him Diddy. They call him Daddy. <laughs> Shut up. How did why did why did Diddy come to mind Daddy. when people see that meme? I don't know. Cause him and Cassie just broke up yesterday, and then y'all posted that. I just thought it was a funny meme. I saw Safari posted and my man 6'4 posted it. This is hilarious. Some, I, thought, I thought it was a confession. I was just asking. Sometimes <laughs> a man hurts every woman who enters his life because his true soulmate is a man. That could be true. You and I think that's hilarious. You guys need to start a private club that only y'all <laughs> can go in. Uh, first of all, them, them private clubs have existed in the industry for a long time. You guys okay? need to start your own. Right? My goodness. And, Many a person has, uh, has life has been changed because of those clubs for the good and the bad. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hey, what's your name, Mama? Ruth. What's up, Ruth? Get it off your chest. Well, my sister's in the hospital. She's 21 years old. She's got to get a pacemaker for her heart. Um, mm. I've been really going through it these past days. So just prayers, please, and just a whole bunch of love sent my way. Right. Prayers up for her, definitely, definitely will, baby. Mama. Thank you so much. I love you all so much. I listen to see you guys every day. Thank, Thank you. you. Love we you appreciate back. the support. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? What's up, bro? Who's this? What's up? This is Gary from Hallandale, Florida. What's up, Gary? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to everybody down here in Florida. I know Charlemagne the God don't like us, but... Uh, first of all, he, he likes <laughs> he not true. He likes I you, love man. Florida, okay? But there's no denying that the craziest places in all of America are the Bronx in Florida, okay? Yeah, we got some interesting stories down here, but these people keep calling the police on us by... Every little thing we do, that that definitely got to stop. I don't know what's up with golf cart um, lady yeah, and yeah, yeah, corner yeah. store, Caroline. They need to cut it out. Okay. Y'all, who motherfucking me for a long time, Charlemagne? I'm tired of it. Who is I'm Bernie Mac? How you just get possessed of the spirit of Bernie Mac? Yeah, how'd you just turn into Bernie Mac? What just happened? What's going on? He practicing for the holidays. Holidays coming around. They're going to be having family gatherings. Do Bernie. Do Bernie Mac. My goodness. That's all that is. Hello, who's this? <laughs> this is Janelle. What's up? Get yeah, it off your chest. Hey, man. My sister got killed in the head of run last year, and we've been going to court since May, and we still haven't got the justice we need. Damn. I'm sorry about that, Sorry bro. to hear that, my brother. Yeah, man, it sucks. She's drawing it out. She's been drawing it out for a while. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Uh, All righty, man. Damn. Hello, who's this? Mike. Hey, get it off your chest. I just want to say that um, blessed week up this morning. Um, I just had a baby September 18th. 
a beautiful baby girl. Congratulations. Congrats, it's been a month. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, today she make a month. She getting big. But uh, I just want to say one thing. Uh, I'm a little mad why y'all don't do um, Shoot Your Shot no more. That, that's funny as hell. I used to definitely look forward to that every day. Yeah, what happened to Shoot Your Shot? I mean, if you if anybody wants to call Shoot Your Shot, you can just... Email us. What's the email, you? Yeah, we're not going to stop you. No, Breakfast Club. Nah, I don't want to do it. I just be, that should be funny hearing other people do it. All right, breakfastclubam at gmail.com. If you want to shoot your shot with somebody, is that the email? Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah, I it is. Breakfastclubam at gmail, I'm, yes. I'm with Charlemagne on the uh, Faithful Male Black Community. I don't, That's right. I don't, uh, you know, maybe you want to shoot your shot in another way. Dude, my girl, nah, I already got her fully. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I don't cheat. That's maybe, right, baby. Maybe for a That's job right. opportunity, you want to shoot your shot. It don't have to just be a relationship. True, you're smart, definitely true. You're right. You're right. I like you're to right. hear. I like to hear that, man. We changing the narrative out here, man. And faithful black males. You know what I'm saying? It's a there gated community. All we ask is trust. Right. Well, we're gonna talk about Diddy in the next hour. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Diddy's not a member Hi. of our community. Hello. Hey, get it off your chest. Hi, my name is Cassandra, and I just wanted to say that basically I lost the men of my life, like. Just by saying one thing, just one stupid thing. What and did I you say? Tell me what you said. Well, basically, what I said is gonna sound stupid to you guys, but it's like a whole class thing in Haiti, okay? And I basically told him, like, um, how do I say it so you guys could understand? Because I said it in Creole, but I basically told him, like, um, you lied to me about everything. You know, you're not where you're not who you are, and you're not from where you say you're from. You know what I mean? And I should have never did that. How do you say it in Creole? That's Creole, Creole, man. Creole. 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 Oh, yeah, the Creole is the website. Salute to Natasha Alfred. Cre- what did you say? So that's disrespect? But let me ask you this. Is he not who he says he was? Did he lie? He didn't lie because I found out after. Like, he didn't lie. He just left certain things out. Mm. things you don't always need to know. You know what I mean? And my, for me, digging and looking, I didn't need to know that. And I lost. Somebody mm. so, so precious to what, me. What did he say back to you? He told me he no longer sees the future. He said, Fukaka, <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say that. Get my moon. He didn't curse me out. Oh. No, he's not like that. Oh, okay. baby, that don't mean that y'all gonna be apart forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes when you love something, you let it go. When it comes back to you, it's, uh... Creole. Stop it. It's Creole, man. Creole. You, why don't you just call him and say, say you're sorry. What's you his name? You want to shoot your shot? What's his name? I did. I did. Say know. it right now on the air. What's his name? I, he's not even going to hear it. He's an idiot. Oh, well, yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, say his friends will tell him. No, they're not. Damn. Well, I'm sorry for you, mama. I don't know what you want us to tell you, boo. You should have kept your goddamn mouth closed, all right? You know, you want to be disrespectful to people and then be mad when they give you the same energy back? But I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't disrespectful at all. I he really felt that it. you were, though. Sorry, mama. Yeah, he felt that I was. Well, what then you it? were disrespectful. First thing you got to do is own it. You were wrong. I was wrong. I do own it, and I apologize for it. Did you apologize to him? Yeah. I told him I was wrong for saying it. So give him a minute. You know what I'm saying? Let him let him get it out of his system, have sex with a couple other girls, and then, you know. Oh, my God. I hope not. <laughs> then if he comes back, you know, it's meant to be. Yeah. It's out of my control now. That's Thank right, you guys boo. so much. All, all right, baby. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Well, since y'all brought it up this morning, uh, Trav, we'll talk about Diddy and Cassie. Apparently, they have broken up. Oh, I don't boy. know why this affected all of us so much, but everyone was talking about this yesterday. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Diddy and Cassie. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, looks like it's over for Diddy and Cassie. Uh, they've been together for about 11 years, so over 10 years now. Now, according to Love Beast, got, uh, that website broke the fact that he and Cassie are no longer together. And a rep for Cassie did confirm that they have split up, saying that they have actually been broken up for months and they haven't been together. So Cassie did unfollow everybody on Instagram except for one account. And the last picture she has with Diddy was from back in May. That's how you can really tell, because people usually post each other all the time when they're in a relationship, and then when you're like, oh, they haven't posted each other in months. And Diddy has been seen out and about with a different woman, a model named Jocelyn Chu, who is 26 years old. Now, according to a rep for Diddy, there's a source for Diddy, he's saying that he's single. So he's not in a relationship because people were trying to say that he broke up with Cassie, or she broke up with him because this was the last straw. He was seeing another woman. But according to uh, sources, he's been spotted out and about with Jocelyn Chu a lot over the past few months. I respect it, though, because Diddy has gotten a memo that black men don't cheat. So to avoid cheating on Cassie, he broke up with her. That's well, the no, according to reports, done. she broke up with him ah. because she couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And that he still does want to see her. Ah, reports from reports. Okay. <laughs> they were together so long. How long were they together? Like Almost eight years? 11 years. It was like off years. and on. They were first linked together 11 years ago, but they didn't really come out as a couple right away. Oh, but everybody girlfriend? was speculating. I think 26 or something Yeah, like 26 that? years old. I hope Diddy working out and taking care of himself because he running around here like he's not 48 dating them young ass women. Fool around your heart, give out on you. All right, 48 years old. I don't have time to be running behind no young girl. Is Cassie pregnant? Oh, I can't answer that. But if they oh. haven't been together for, you know, some time now, I don't know. Mm. I mean, look, I'm reading all different kinds of reports, so we'll let that happen, and we'll wait till we can confirm some things. But Did, Diddy got more patience than me, too. If I was 48, I couldn't date nobody that young, man. She can't even name all nine members of Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I'm saying? Try to talk to her about old episodes of Good Times, and she can't relate. I don't got time for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, now... Uh, to tell her to turn to Teddy Riley on. She talked talking about Teddy Ruxpin. Matter of fact, she don't even know who Teddy Ruxpin yeah, is. Teddy Ruxpin's kind of old. She knows Teddy from Black Ink Crew, though. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she knows Teddy from Black Ink Crew. All right, now let's discuss Vega Mensa. Now, this BET Cypher disc has been getting a lot of attention because a lot of people don't like the fact that he referenced XXXTentacion. Loser, your favorite rapper's a domestic abuser. Hey, name a single Vic Mensa song. We all know you won't live that long. I don't respect posthumously. Homicide ain't new to me. Catch up with academics at your eulogy. Well, he has since released a song called Empathy and where he's responding to all of the controversy. Here's part of what he had to say. I'm a magnet for hella bad energies. Got a tendency to make a lot of enemies. I'm a ass when I get off the Hennessy. Probably only do it because somebody did that it's to me. Empathy, empathy. He goes on, yes, here's some more of his song, Empathy. They say you shouldn't cast stones from a glass home. The whole world want to see me fall, but I stand strong. I say what's right, but they don't hear me because my past wrongs. I got so down on my luck, I made it a dance song. Reflected that on the women I've loved and left. Got a call from my ex, she forget, but she can't forget. Sometimes I disrespect, I was just keeping it a stack. But all of my good intentions turn into bad press. And I confess, if I sit and reflect on this shit, I regret. I did this and I did that. 
The name of the song is Empathy. Yes, the song well, that's, is that's all people. Empathy. That's all people have been telling Vic Mensa to have for XXX and Tashian, the same way people had empathy for Vic when he admitted to choking his girlfriend. He grew from that, and XXX didn't get the chance to grow from his situation. So have some empathy for the dead. That's all people have been telling Vic. Now, he does admit that he messed up. Here he is. I was bogus, I was whack, I was supposed to call you back, but I was trying to get some end, fighting my urges, strip club splurges, and buying you purses, cause I know I'm doing wrong, rolling like a stone, got wifey back at home, but I don't like to answer phones, and as a man, we don't understand the damages we've sown, just by stringing her along, and everybody heard the song, I f- both up, admit that I both up, but I ain't do that though, so I wanna judge, but I sound like an asshole, hold on my set up, we love the Point the finger at everybody but us. I got to listen to that in its entirety because them pieces you played just now sound horrible. It sounds like he's riding in the car and it's not even raining and the windshield wipers is just going at a slow pace. Mm. I got to hear that in this whole entirety because those didn't sound good at all. Not to me. Anyway. Right. It looks Mm-mm. like he's addressing himself and being critical of himself. I like with Vic all the backlash that artist. he's gotten, but also with his own situation. I like Vic Mintz as an artist, but you, them, them samples you gave me just now, I ain't, I ain't trying to taste them. Well, you should go listen to the whole song yes. then. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you. Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we're going to kick it with actor Jonah Hill. Now, Jonah what, Hill. What oh, movies I really has he like, been in? I really like Jonah Hill so much. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. War Dogs, mm-hmm. Get Him to the Greed, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Super Bad. He's got a new movie uh, that he actually wrote, wrote and directed. directed called Mid 90s that comes out tomorrow. Comes out in New York and LA tomorrow. Comes out everywhere next week. This is his directorial debut. Nice. Yes. So I didn't we'll, know he lived in New York either. Yeah, he lives in New York. He's an avid Breakfast Club listener. Man, we'll talk to Wax, him when we come back. Waxing very poetic about the Breakfast Club. I hope you got that same energy when he um, <laughs> gets on the microphone. All right, we'll talk to him when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special <laughs> guest in the building. Yes, sir. Jonah Hill. Oh, my God. Welcome, sir. This is. Give him a moment, man. This is my favorite show. Okay. So I probably said that to all the shows. No, you just said that when I walked in. I already told you that wasn't true. That, I, I don't say that to all the shows. I don't go on like Kevin and Bean. I'm like, yo, this is my favorite show. Like, <laughs> Big Boy, I grew up in L.A. I got to give love to Big Boy. I grew up listening, but I live in New York for the past six years, and every morning I listen to the show, and it is a true honor to be here. And it's an honor to be on a show that celebrates hip-hop for me Doing press, my film, Mid-90s, has a lot to do with hip-hop, and we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. But something for me that, over the course of my career, is these big studios didn't want mainstream people coming into hip-hop stations. They didn't care, and they didn't want people to come in. Like, they didn't think it was necessary, even though I'd ask. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, I think it's really dope that times are changing, because I always wanted to come into only the hip-hop station, because that's all I listened to. Mm -hmm. So, I'm a huge fan, and, like... It is actually really dope to be here. So well, two things. Uh, number one, Big Boy makes way more money than anybody in the country. I want to throw that out there. <laughs> that is a fact. I know that the iHeart's watching. Fine, I can't yeah. help I was born in L.A., but I live in New York. I love York. Big Boy. That's all okay. I got. He's, and, a, he's dope. That's a fact. And number yeah. two, the reason that has changed is because this generation of white men has decided, you know what? I rock with hip-hop and I rock with the culture, so I'm going up to that station. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you Ed Sheeran the Charlie Poofs of the world, like y'all, not, y'all throw y'all middle finger to the. No to disrespect the to them, but please don't let me in here. Ed Sheeran and Charlie Poofs, bro. I'm 34 years old. I grew up. I grew up listening to Mob Deep and and, and Tribe Called Quest. And, That's what I'm talking. You know, I listen to you know J. Rue and O. C. Like. Like, no disrespect to them. Those are young kids. Like, I, I, I've no. never listened to a non-rap. Like, I, my first record 
is like wild pitch compilation. Like I don't, you know, like wild like pitch like God. yeah. I just don't know any different. Out in so LA, for me, it's to important to represent the culture in my film. You know, mid '90s, no joke. A big reason I made this film. So. Hip hop, like skateboarding, is always misrepresented in film. Mm -hmm. It's always shown people driving through the hood or popping champagne, some exploitative, you know, dumb stereotype. Correct. And for me, it was really important to make an elegant, honest, emotional film that showed hip hop for what it is for me, which is the emotional backbone of my childhood. So, like, what Tribe was to me, or like what the Beatles were to my parents, right? Migos are better than the Beatles, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> argument, but, yeah. Which one wrote yesterday? The Beatles or Migos? Um, but but for me, that's this movie does that. And it shows hip-hop in like a true, that's how I grew up. That's how my life was framed. That's the lens I saw life through. It felt Same very, with skateboarding. It felt very authentic just because I know you're such a big hip-hop head. And I, I got a chance to see some of the screener. Mm. And I heard Big L on there. I heard Child Called Quest on there. I'm and, listening to the music on there. And I'm like, I know he had a great time putting this part together. How did you get into that, though? An excellent like, selection how? using tears in the trailer. Thank you. That's Thank tears you. from Wu Tang. Mm -hmm. yeah. Growing up, I used to think that was the wackest song on the album, but uh, now I, you know, as you get older, you're like, I love this record. Oh, you realize how hard, how how much, how emotional that song is when you yeah. get older. But when you're young, you just like skip straight to cream, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <But you gotta laughs> press skip right to cream, bro. But you gotta explain how did you get into hip hop, especially being from the West Coast, like a, the so from the screener and, and the music that you've been talking about. You've been talking about Mob Deep, Big L, okay, Tribe so, Called Quest. So I, so uh, heavy New York. My brother, he, he passed away. May he rest in peace. He he was a big hip hop head. And he was six years older than me, mm -hmm. so I would like sneak into his room and like and like listen to all the CDs. So like before Far Side, before '93, you know, before Souls of Mischief, there wasn't good like arty West Coast hip hop. It was just gangster rap. So if you were a true like hip hop head, like my older brother, you were East Coast. You dressed like you were from the East Coast. You weren't like. Repping the West Coast is hard because we weren't gangsters. Like yeah, you couldn't wear right, right. NWA death row era, maybe. Yeah, like I could. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna wear a puffer Raiders jacket and like that just wasn't cool, you know. And so like, so Tribe, you know, Q-Tip's one of my best friends, and like he was one of the first people to see this movie. Him and Frank Ocean and my sister saw the first cut, and it was important to me just as skateboarding to show the legends and be like, I made this not from a place of authority, but from a place of deep admiration and respect for, for giving me music that changed my life. That you didn't was, claim that it was Jonah? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, like, sk through skateboarding, it yeah. definitely burst me out of, like, part of what the movie's about is you find this tribe of people, right? Just like through hip-hop, you would find this tribe of people where it's mm -hmm. like a family outside of your home. And that's what it's about. This lonely kid finds these skateboarders and he connects with them because it's like, it's a time in your life when you're 12, 13, your friends are more important than your family. It's like... Your friends it's, are your family. They are your family and the family you build. And that's what this is. So it's like, even if you don't care about skating, it's about a kid working his way up through the animal kingdom. And he's this little kid. And what's amazing about it is, with skating, with hip-hop, so skating burst me out of my bubble. Mm. So I had friends from like, you know, I, I ran with like mostly like Hispanic dudes from like East LA when East LA wasn't like a hipster place to live now. You know what I mean? And so thank God for skateboarding because it burst me out of a bubble that everyone should be burst out of. How did you feel when all these hip-hop artists started uh, 
co-opting skateboard culture. You know, Nikkel Smith, who's in our film, he plays Ray, and he's unbelievable. He's on Supreme, and I'm wearing, I'm rocking his Adidas right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Nikkel. Well, put him up there. Let us see. Let us see. Shout out to Nikkel. I got some knock ones on. Okay. All right. He's all right. Gonna, he's well, gonna, you're he's very flexible. He's struggling a little bit to get that <laughs> leg up, Joe. <laughs> hey, you're bro, only 34, bro. Like, bro, come on. I'm, I'm old. I got bad knees, Charlotte. I was showing respect. Hey, if I was on some other radio station and someone said, put your leg up, I'd be like, hey, why don't we go outside, bro? I'm not putting my leg up. So, like, just know it's all love and respect. I awkwardly put my leg up on there out of respect for you guys. Jonah, just next time, take the shoe off, hold it in the air. Old school right here. You know what I'm saying? That's all. What a better idea. Okay, so, so, okay, so I'm 34. Our whole generation in the 90s was, like, trying is lame, everything's lame, but... What's cool about this new generation is some of them, they're more open. Like, Nikkel will be like, I love skateboarding. Look, I was never a good skateboarder, but I was 100% uh, dedication, 14% skill. Mm -hmm. But I skated my, like, for six years. It still changed my life. Like, I'm not a good MC or a good producer. I mean, I kind of made fire beats, but I still <laughs> had an MPC and was making beats for six years. And for me... Skaters can feel however they want. I'm sure it feels weird that their their culture is getting culture vultured and stuff like that, you know? But, like, to me, just as someone, went, the skateboarding was, like, so outsider. It was so not mainstream, right? So that's why I connected to it, because it was just anti. Same with rap. It was, like, the way you treated authority was, mm -hmm. like, F you. And I love that about skating. I love that about hip-hop. And that gave me a lens that I saw life through. And I think everything should just be all mixed together, right. man. Definitely. Like, let people have fun. Like, Even life is so hard. If you love skating, let the man skate. Like, come on. It feels on. like you was a rapper, that you had a rap name back in the day. I, I, you say MPC, so you made beats. Uh -huh. Did you ever oh, rap? Yeah, of course what I did. What was your rap name? Do you have real songs that you This recorded? is like an official, this is an exclusive. Oh, boy, oh, what was gosh. the rap name? It was bad. I had a beat. I didn't have a rap, I didn't have an MC name, but I made a lot of beats. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, at least my ga my sample game was... My digging game was tight. He was nice. Um, it's it's really embarrassing. What it's is it? Spindrome. Spindrome. Like syndrome, but, but spin. It's not like the yeah. Incredibles going to wow. fight in the third movie. It was whack, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did you sell any beats? Huh? Did you sell any beats? No, but you know what? I worked for, so I interned for an indie rap manager. And this is a crazy story. So my manager now, this, I have two managers, this guy Rick Yorn and Ian Montone, and they're great. And Ian more works in music, and Rick manages like, Leonardo DiCaprio, myself, and Barnes, I'm his least successful client. And Ian does mostly music, but I wanted to work with him, and here's why. I interned at an indie hip-hop backpack manager, right? Mm -hmm. Answering phones, I'm 14, 15, right? Everyone's a jerk to me. And I answer the phone, and this one guy, Ian, was a lawyer at this time. Mm -hmm. He would always go, how you doing, man? You know, like, you having a, they treating you all right over there? And, I, and it meant so much to me. Mm -hmm. so, that when I blew up, I was like, he manages like the white stripes and like people like that. And I was like, I want that dude to work with me. Wow. You well, know? You can always tell the true character of a person based on how they treat people that can't do nothing for them. Mm -hmm. That stuff stays with you your whole life. All right, we got more with Jonah Hill. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Jonah Hill in the building, actor. Now, how did you get to acting? Because you, you say skateboarding, then you mm -hmm. say producer, you say record label. How did you turn and say, you know what, I'm gonna leave this music issue alone and start acting? So I always wanted to be a filmmaker my whole life. Always wanted to be a writer director. And when I was start, so like, I wanted to make movies for the culture. Like now we're at a time where the culture's so big, mm -hmm. like skating, hip hop, the things that I love now can be in a film. Whereas before, right. they'd have to be some 
crappy little part of a film done right. poorly. Now it's like we're here, and you guys are a massive part of bringing that forward. So I'm a kid. I go to New York, and I want to be a writer and director, and I would write plays. And I was so bad with the actors because they would not do it right. And I go, and I I didn't have good bedside manner. I'd be like, "Why the f aren't you doing it like like I wrote it?" And my friend was like, "Yo, the actors don't like." coming in and reading for your plays because you don't speak to them correctly. I didn't know how. So I took an acting class to learn how I'd like to be spoken to. Mm. And I was so insecure that I got such positive feedback for acting. I went on a 15-year detour because <laughs> the teachers were like, wow, you're really good at something. And when you're a kid who wasn't that good at stuff, like you're like, okay, I'll take whatever I can get right so now. So you stopped writing just to act. What happened was, I love acting, but I went on this 15, I had this beautiful 15 year career. Have it, I got the best film school in the world. You know, if you're on a film set, Damn right. and you're an actor, if you want it, you have, an, a, you have a front row seat at Harvard, you know? Experience is the best teacher. I love how you talk about this stuff because to me, it's so important. If I was like 14 listening to this right now, all we get out of it is an education. That's what I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the education. Like, when this is, when we turn the mics off, I'm going to ask you guys so much about your, mm -hmm. how you got here and why that is. And like, as an actor, you just get a front row seat to it. I feel like this film is therapeutic for you because I was reading an article in Vulture and you said for most of your young adult life, you listened to people telling you that you were fat, gross, and unattractive. But the past four years, you realized how much that hurt. Mm -hmm. Was make, it was because because you was making the movie and reflecting? Yeah, because I get to be myself. Like yeah. this feels as me literally coming to the world like as myself. I spent my 20s, it had this beautiful career, like I'm fortunate for it, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like acting is to be seen and writing is to be heard. And so for me, I did feel like, yeah, I was this like fat, funny comedian and people could just like trash me or, you know, like because I was funny or because of that, it's like you could just, I don't have feelings or you can't just, you could just murder me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, like I'm a really sensitive person and people are sensitive and hurts and so for me it's important to tell kids like yo like you don't have to take that so did you feel yeah. like people were like you were a joke in hollywood like you'd be around in circles with leo them and leo's like hey my fat friend no 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 see that what? no no what? my friends were always my friends would never disrespect me they were fiercely fiercely you know like that's what i'm saying though it's like no one would do that that is a human being that is connected to you people do it on their computers because they like are so what made you feel that way? What made you feel gross? And just like, well, just like article. Like, it was more like writers, you know? And then gotcha. if I was doing an interview like this, let's say, I wouldn't have the confidence in myself to speak as confidently as I'm speaking now. Mm -hmm. I try and make a joke or I try something and they would, they would, I was young. I was like a kid. So I was always talking to people 10 years, 15 years older than me and they're talking down to me. And like, that isn't, isn't flying with me anymore. I'm proud to be the person that I am. And I, I think making this film mid-90s, like, I made a film that means something to me. And once you realize you can do that, mm -hmm. you're unstoppable. Because this is shit I was writing in my room. This is my best friend when I'm, like, angry, sad, lonely. I'm in my room writing mid-90s. And now I'm here on The Breakfast Club talking about my first film as a writer-director because I included so much of the hip-hop that I love in this film. I swear to God, if I hear that same line on another show, but you just changed the name, I'm giving you dog. <laughs> Ellen, now that Ellen, I'm here, I'm Ellen. I'm here on Ellen. <laughs> How long did it take you to write this? Three years, 20 drafts. Wow. Yeah. Is it hard writing about yeah. the 90s now because the culture is so different and times are so different and people's sensitivities are so different? It's like, the 90s was raw. 
Well, the movie's raw. It's I mean, raw. the 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 movie. I made a really strong choice, and I stand behind, which is these kids speak really homophobic language. Yes, they treat women in a disrespectful way and talk about them in a disrespectful yes. way. And I made the choice, and I stand behind it. I'm not celebrating it. I'm telling the truth. It was a period I'm, piece. I'm not a, story, a, but right? I'm not a moralist. I'm not here to be your dad. Like I'm not here to tell you how to feel and what to think. I'll show you the truth. And I personally think it sucks. I think it's horrible the way they speak. But like, it's not my job to be the judge. Why are artists all of a sudden like the moral police? Like you make the decision. You know, I'm yeah. showing you how it is. I put it in there as a mirror to show how up it is. Yes, and it's good to learn from because you'd be watching that stuff or listening to old music and you'd be like, God damn, we was wild. All the time. <laughs> we was bucking. Bro, who, who were we? we Ask me this I get nothing but <laughs> I was listening to <laughs> Big L the other day and I was just like, I miss Big L by the way. But like, you know what I mean? It's like I my job's not to tell you. I'm a I'm a filmmaker. I'm a storyteller. Like I'm not I'm not your parent. But there's some guy at their computer, this new Jonah Hill mid nineties movie because movie is so homophobic and misogynistic and problematic. Well, honestly, it's been amazing because people seem to get it. It's pretty obvious. I'm not stupid. Like, I fought this through for right, years, right. and I made a choice. And Scott Rudin, my producer, you know, he's he is a gay man, and he was like, I wrote a scene where they were kind of like, where people were saying the F word, and they're kind of like, one kid goes like, you know, maybe she, we shouldn't be saying this. And I said what it to F him. Word? And, that rhymes with Megan. Rhymes with, I know. Yeah, I was trying to set that back it off. You know, I was trying to set him up. And he, he, wrote, he wrote back to me, he wrote, he wrote back to me, would you guys have this conversation in 1995? And I was like, hell no. And he's like, then you're lying. You know, he's like, tell the truth and let people see how gross it is. Do you think your younger self could have survived this social media era? No, I can mm. barely survive it now. Mm. I'm listening to you talk and I'm wondering, did you start the process of losing weight for health reasons or because you wanted to feel more confident or because you was listening to what people were saying about you? I'm just trying like every other human being, mm. you know? Every day you go put one foot in front of the other. That's it, you know. I don't know the way you tried to lift your leg up. I don't know how easy it is for you to put one Bro, foot in front of the other. Honestly, look at what I have right here. The wall. Oh, if I okay. Had more space. Like, all right, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, you don't you have to prove to me how flexible you are, bro. You made it in Hollywood. What right? are you listening to musically now? Because all the groups that you mentioned <laughs> are amazing. What are you listening to musically now? Now, um, I got the kids to finally admit that the boom bap era on the SoundCloud era. Mm -hmm. Like, I got the young kids to finally admit it. I was like, yo, your music's trash. Your music's trash. Like, the kids from the mid-90s. Like, because okay, like, okay. they're like 11 to 23, so they're, all day they're listening to SoundCloud And I get with it. Like, like you know, there's music I like from that world, but obviously I listen to the golden era. DJ Premier is my god. Mm -hmm. You know, Q-Tip's my god. Like, Gangstar, Mob Rizzo. Deep, Reza. You see they're doing a Wu-Tang. Prince Paul. A Wu-Tang series. Pete Rock. Who's your top five? <clears throat> Top five dead or alive? Yes. Mm. Is I can't go in order. No, no, no. Because that would take me like I would want to no, think just, for a month. Just five. <laughs> just five. Yeah. No order. Big L's on there. I can tell that. Yeah. Um. Tribe. Let him answer. Tribe. Can I put Tip and Fife as one? Like Tribe is one. Put them together. Okay. So Big L, Tribe, Mob Deep, mm -hmm. Gangstar. Mm -hmm. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You're not gonna say Wu Tang. I need six. Wu-Tang. And because there's someone I'm leaving out that's really important to me. Oh, clearly they're not. Oh, J-Ru. I love J-Ru. The Damager? Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So you was really big on Premier and you listen to anything, oh, he, anything he makes. Anything he makes, I, I, I f*** with. And I'm like happy for him and uh, Royce's success. Like, mm -hmm. I like stories like that. Like, their band and Run the Jewels. Like, people 
blowing up like later in life because like yo we all get older bro it's like yeah. we ain't gonna be 20 we're not 20 anymore and it's nice to see someone that makes good art blow up right that's sick you know all right we got more with jonah hill when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj nv angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club jonah hill is here charlamagne mm -hmm. as, a, as a white man who loves the culture of hip-hop mm -hmm. so much how do you use your privilege to combat prejudice that we experience on a social level? That's a really good question. And mostly, I need to be better. Two of the leads in my movie are African-American, non-actors. One's Hispanic and one's white. Two are white, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, this movie was a representation of, like, my multicultural life of skateboarding. But I need to do better. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do? Like, my, like for real, like, I want to know what I can do to check my privilege and help people out. You know what I mean? Like, one of our producers is Mikey Alfred. He's a young African-American dude. He's 23. He's a co-producer of the movie. I didn't want it to be, like, a bunch of white people making a movie about all these cultures, you gotcha. know? Mm -hmm. But, yo, I'm not f***ing saint. Like, get, tell me, for real. Like, what right. what is a good way for me to be of service as opposed to just being a privileged dude? Um, one way is through your art, like you're mm -hmm. doing. If you say you're, hire, if you're, if you're hiring people yeah. of these cultures, the culture, you're talking absolutely. about to be in these rooms. Representation matters so right. much. Yeah, because one of the problems to me is like you have all of these culturally clueless people in these boardrooms talking about things they hey, have Pop, no yeah. idea about, and just calling bull out when you see it. Like you know, I mean saying? that's a, I mean yeah, that's always. You, I mean when you see some bull going in society, call it out and drop some of that spindrome fire. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Some of that heat. No, but for me, for real, it's like, even that's what I was saying. Like, when I was young, right, mm -hmm. I'm in these big comedies, and it, it's, I'm put there, right? Mm -hmm. I'm put in this box, right? And you're in a boardroom, and it's all these whack-ass, like, 50-year-old white people, basically. And they're like, how do we sell 21 Jump Street? And then, like, you go to, like, mainstream white radio, and I'm like, why aren't I on Big Boy? Why aren't I on, the, you know, like, it's like, it, it is f***ed up. I'm a f***ing white, straight dude. I get it. I've been handed just based on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I want to be of service, and I want to be the best I can be. And anyone who wants to help me do that, I'm all ears, bro. Take help from everyone except for Kanye. There you go. <laughs> Anything Kanye tells you to do right now, get a second Say opinion. no. Yeah, <laughs> say no. Yo, I... Oh, yeah, I love his music. Don't know what the f is going on right now. You know, nobody like, does. Nobody does. Well, but, tell him about the movie one time because they saying you got to go. Well, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere, bro. What's what are you book? talking about? All right. As long as you guys want me here, like yeah, I'm not yeah. leaving. Like this is what I've been like for real. This is so sick to me, man. To talk about hip hop music, to talk about like I literally feel like I do watch you guys every day. It's like weird. This is so flattering. But it's legit. So Jonah, what's up with your Adidas collab? I can't talk about it yet. Well, let's just say Jonah One's coming soon. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. For the creators. Was it, was it ever hard to get people to take you serious as an actor after doing so many comedic roles? Of course. Yo, let me tell you something, man. I think you go through this a lot, too, because I watch your evolution right now. I see what you're doing. It's amazing, right? Thank you, sir. I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan. Real. And, like, the best thing anyone ever said to me is that true confidence is living in uncertainty. Mm. And that's my biggest struggle, and I think it's everybody's biggest struggle. Mm. If you get married, you want to want to be married forever. It's perfect. Right. I take a job. I'm never gonna get fired. You know, you just want certainty, right? So no one gives a shit about us. Like we think people give a shit about us, but they don't. They got their own lives going on. So they see me. They see me in super bad. They put me in this box. And if I'm different than what they think, that's uncertainty, and that's weird to people. And they're like, they don't know how to deal with it because they're only giving it a second of attention. But they're like. Mm. That's the funny guy from Superbad. So if I'm like, yo, no, I'm like, 
I'm, I'm other things too. It's like, no, no, dude, just stay in that thing. It's safer yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. It's easier for me, you know? And then I'm like, no, I'm a, I want to be a filmmaker. That's what I want. It's like, no, 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 dude, just like, you're an actor. Just like stay over there. Like, I, you know, it's like people don't like change. They not, like, you're not allowed to grow or evolve. Right. Bro, we're human. Yeah. Like we all, we only are today. So it's like, it was, I would say frustrating, but like frustrating, it's called an uptown problem, bro. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know it's an uptown problem. It's a privilege problem. It's a champagne problem. World problem. You never heard that? Yeah, it's uptown a champagne problem. problem. It's an uptown yeah. problem. Like, but for me, it's like I'm not what you think I am. I'm me. You're also a sex symbol now. I see people. Angela. Posting. <laughs> wow, you just shot the shot out of nowhere. You trying to? No. Wow. I have the biggest crush on you. I, 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 I have a girl though. I have a girl. They post Jonah Hill and, and his fashion, Shouts. and they post what you're wearing all the time, and they're like, "Look at Jonah Hill." The fashion stuff is dope, man. Like, yeah. like it's it comes from the culture. You know, you talk about growth and, you know, uh, not being afraid to change. Did you do that on your own? Was it some therapy? Like, what got you I'm to heavy this level in the of therapy. confidence? I'm Me heavy too. in the therapy. I, I, and I, I really want to put that out there because people in the spotlight when I was growing up didn't talk about therapy. Right. And I think it's dope, especially in the African-American community. Nikhil and I talk a lot about how, like, there's stigmatized on, stigma on therapy and mental illness and stuff like that. Like, Dude, therapy saved my life. Like, if I didn't have someone to talk to you about mm -hmm. stuff, I don't know where I'd be. And I'm sensitive. I'm a really sensitive dude. So this shit, when someone says something mean, it affects me really deeply. Right. I'm not, like, stone. My oh, anxiety's yeah. crazy. Back in the day, we'd be on the radio not talking about how you get anxiety right. sometimes. And I think that's dope. What was it like for you to watch the final cut for the first time? It was, the first thing was... My sister, Beanie Feldstein, who's a sick actress. She was Lady in Lady Bird. Bird. Yeah, yes. she's she's brilliant, man. I love that movie. Next year's year, Beanie, like, watch out. I'm glad I, I can be a director because there's a better version of me that's female that's coming next year. She did a great job in that movie. Thank you. She's she's my best friend. So uh, she's like, is anyone else coming? And I'm like, yeah, Q-Tip and Frank Ocean. And she's like, oh, shut up. And then she gets there, and it's just the three of them. And they watch the movie, and she starts crying after the movie, but she was embarrassed. She didn't want to cry in front of Frank Ocean, so she ran out down the hallway. And that was the first time we showed the movie, because I was like, Frank is the taste god. He is the taste god. Overrated. I, I disagree, but I love, I, yeah. I'm also a huge fan of yours, I agree. But, like, like he has great taste, so he keeps it real, and he doesn't like shit that sucks. Like, right. he will be honest. And Q-Tip is one of my closest friends. So to me, it's like, I was like, I'm going right in to get torn up. You know, if there's any bullshit, I want it. They're going to tell, tell me right away. I really wish you'd have said that about Frank Ocean. That would have been awesome. What? I'm going in there to get torn up. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. That would have been an awesome. That's low hanging. That's low hanging. Know, that's low hanging. <laughs> tell, tell them when they can see the movie now. Tell them when the movie comes now out. Now he really has to go. Yo, <laughs> first of all, I'm sorry if I talk too much, no, but I'm, I'm, it's a joy to be here. It's a joy to be heard by everyone listening mid 90s comes out october 19th in la and new york and october 26th everywhere it is my heart go check it out i would love to see you get with a, a black creative and make like a, a black comedy in the vein of the super bads and get them to the greeks i just love that style of comedy well if so you see the much. film if you see the film the funniest scene in the film is gerard there's this gerard Carmichael. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. to me <laughs> i think it's gerard's best scene in a film right i would love to make a project with gerard to me he is a special talent in a way that we could create together and we and i like him some hood with that style of comedy well wa watch the movie dude yeah, there is yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, like yeah, there yeah. is a like it, it is from the perspective of being out there and a lot of it was like <laughs> 
from my friends who were black and Hispanic, how they were treated by black and Hispanic people being skateboarders. Like, there's a line from Gerard to Nikel of, like, what? Black people don't skate? Like, surf's up, yeah, you know? It's, and it's, it's like... Somebody said the N-word, like, and he was like, you know, I don't think you can say that. Yeah, because yeah. Owen... Oh, yeah, Cheryl Crow-looking mother... <laughs> and and, and uh, a lot of it has to do with, like, just, like, subtle racism, and especially in the 90s in L.A., and everyone judges people. racist people. They're the worst, disgusting people on the planet. That's like, right. Say mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? Yeah, say f mayonnaise. Just trust me. Okay, f mayonnaise. Whatever. That's his but, code word for white people then. No, for racist For racist people? Yeah, oh, yeah, f mayonnaise. Like, like, I mean, you're just <laughs> you're a disgusting person if you are racist, right? So, you like mayonnaise? Like on your bread and sandwiches? No, man. Yeah, I mean, mustard. Yeah. Um, mustard boys on for life. Beach, baby. There mustard you go. boys for life. Mustard boys in the building. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drop. I want that drop. <laughs> but it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk boxing. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Canelo Alvarez has signed a deal, and that deal is for a minimum $365 million contract for five years and 11 fights. Okay, drop one of Clues Bonds with Canelo Alvarez. All right. It's a lot of bread. Oscar De La Hoya said Canelo is the highest paid athlete in the world. He is extremely happy. You now, said you what? Guys, he's the what? He's the highest paid athlete in the world. He's extremely happy. Is he the highest paid athlete? Because uh, that, I think that that's the contract, highest paid contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that means, like, as far as the previous record was held by a New York Yankees outfielder, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who signed a 13-year, right. uh, $325 million deal with the Marlins back in 2014. And then he was traded to the Yankees. Now, do you guys know this streaming service, Dazen, D-A-Z-N? Never heard of it. No. It was but a sports will, streaming if, service. If that's how I got to watch Canelo fights, then I will watch Canelo fights on Dazen. And I guess there's a... <laughs> Not Dazen. <laughs> Dazen. What'd you say? D-A-Z-N, Dazen. Oh. I guess that's how you pronounce it. I never heard of it days before in. this. At the Dazen. I would go to a Dazen to watch a Canelo fight too, by the way. I like Canelo. All right, all of this, I guess things are, are feeling kind of open now with HBO announcing that they are not going to air boxing anymore. So... Uh, Canelo Alvarez said he had no reservations about signing on with this new service. It's only been available in the United States since September, so it's fairly new here. He said, never. I was never worried because I'm very confident in myself. I know how important I am to any platform I go to. I'm very grateful to HBO and to Showtime for what they did for my career, but I'm happy we're moving forward and that I will be able to fight on a platform that is the future. And as long as it's on my TV, I, I ordered, uh, I forgot, it was the, it was a Terrence Crawford fight that was on some oh, I was watching that too. And I watched it on the phone. Over no, the that weekend. was not, not this past weekend, the oh. fight before that. Mm -hmm. And I watched it on the phone and that was stupid okay to watch on the phone no, i didn't like that but you get, a lot of tvs have that service <clears throat> where you can go online and do all those I couldn't things find and it have online. apps or if you have apple tv i or, couldn't find you don't it have apple TV. tv i got apple tv you could just put it right to your phone to your tv i'm old i couldn't find uh, it stream it yeah. <laughs> or mirror it you can just mirror you, it. your phone all right now <clears throat> since we're talking about <laughs> boxing you don't know what that is no floyd mayweather is saying that he's not done with conor mcgregor he was on tmz sports boo and he said he wants to fight him and Khabib. Here's what he said. Whoa. McGregor was talking that shit, so it ain't over. After, after me, you know, me and Khabib, we lock up. Me and McGregor, we gonna lock up again. Me and Khabib gonna do crazy numbers. Me and McGregor gonna do crazy numbers. 
Either Floyd Mayweather is bored and hasn't found another passion, or he has to fight to keep that lifestyle up. Because I'm not paying for either one of those fights. Now, well, you Floyd, won't, but a lot Floyd of people will. Floyd also says that his fights with UFC stars are helping uh, the sport of MMA. No, it's not. I have zero interest in seeing Mayweather fight any MMA fighters, okay? But I would pay for a rematch against Canelo Alvarez. Floyd, do that, I'll pay for that. No, nah, I would watch it. And he's making, what, three, $400 million? Why wouldn't you so do what? that? Why wouldn't he do that? I thought y'all don't support Trump people. People that support Trump. Floyd supports Trump. No, he's, a, he's explaining why Floyd would do it. He's not saying he supports him. I didn't ask him. you that. I, said, I thought y'all didn't support Donald Trump. Are you going to watch the fight? I might watch the fight. Are you going to watch the fight, Angelique? Probably not. No, okay. No, I don't think so. No. I probably watch the highlights after, but I don't think I would watch that fight. I have zero. I didn't think the Conor McGregor fight was all that interesting. Um, I have zero interest in seeing Mayweather fight any MMA fighters. I'm a all right, zero. now Cardi B. Speaking of fighting, she is mad at y'all for stalking her. She's mad at TMZ for trying to post all these pictures of baby culture and on the balcony in Miami. Here's what she had to say. It f- me up so much mentally how people really had the audacity to f- stalk me and practically took a picture of my kid. And that f- really got me so f- mad. They had my baby father mad as f- My daughter's mad beautiful. Like, I really want to show y'all how beautiful she is. But then again, it's just like, there's a lot of psychotic people that don't f- like me. So I really want to protect my baby identity until I'm mentally ready. Let me do it when I want to do it. I respect it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now yeah. she she also like I said talked about all of y'all stalkers. Y'all people that run TMZ, you don't have people sending death threats to your child. And I'm not saying this shit like all oh, for no sympathy no like that. It's facts. It's facts. My number got leaked a couple of weeks ago. Y'all gotta see that I got I, I got proof of crazy disgusting messages that I literally had to get a private investigators to see. Who are these people? Me and my baby father, we want to protect our child. So it's just like, why don't y'all respect that? Why don't y'all respect people's kids? I respect it. Social media is show and tell. What I choose to bring to school for show and tell is what I choose to bring to school for show and tell. If I don't want to show y'all my kids, then that's my business. Okay? Well, people are definitely want to see her kids. And, and you're right. It's disrespectful. It's right. highly disrespectful. Oh, and shout out to Johnny Walker 22 on Twitter. He said D-A-Z-N, the streaming service we're talking about, is pronounced Dazone. 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 Like Dazone? Yeah. Just so you know. Not, not Days In. I like Days In. All okay. Right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All yes. right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shalabai! Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, we got another white-collar criminal today, guys. Uh, I need oh, White-collar criminal? I need golf cart Gale to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. All right. We'll give it to her. When we come back, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yeah, it's donkey today for Thursday, October 18th. Goes to a Caucasian woman who the internet has unaffectionately named Golf Cart Gale. Uh, mayonnaise is heavy in this one. Uh, as he puts his mayonnaise jar up. Mayonnaise is heavy on this one. Now, this happened in Florida, uh, but this isn't an example of the craziness of Florida. This is just an example of good old American racism. Oh, what would America be without racism? You know, it's so interesting because every day on my Twitter and Instagram, I get so many people saying, all you talk about is race, Charlemagne. Everything is not a race issue. And I will tell you all, that is a fact, okay? Everything is not a matter of race. But the racial things I talk about on this radio are about race. So let's talk about these issues and not about everything, okay? Stop trying to deflect. 
Back to the matter of hand. See, what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is another white-collar criminal, okay? What is a white-collar criminal? A white person who calls the police on a black person for absolutely nothing, for simply living while black, all right? The reason I call them a criminal is because it should be a crime for a white person to call the police on a black person for nothing. Because for us, any interaction with the police is literally a matter of life and death. And in this latest edition of White Collar Crime, this woman, Golf Cart Gale, called the police on a black man simply because the black man was instructing his son from the sidelines of a soccer game. I repeat, this white woman, Golf Cart Gale, called the police on a black man simply because the black man was instructing his son from the sidelines of a soccer game. Let's go to NBC News for the report, please. It's the latest encounter of questionable behavior. A field marshal at a youth soccer game calling 911 after she says parents got out of hand, including this father who yelled instructions to his son during the match. Gerald Jones says he was profiled and singled out after another parent became unruly. She's calling the cops After the confrontation went went viral, league officials said the marshal was doing her job. I have parents that are uh, out of control and need to be removed from a youth soccer game. Some say this is another example of police being called on African Americans for doing the mundane. Back in Florida, soccer officials insist the field marshal acted appropriately and without malice. The video, they say, is an incomplete narrative, but it's a narrative many say they live every day. Now, we have a white eye witness, right? We have a white eye witness. Mm-hmm. Played a white eye, played a white eye witness who saw the whole thing. This is, a, this is a good white person who witnessed this. Oh, we don't have that in there? Yeah. Played a white eye witness. This is a good white person. I've, I've never in my life seen anything like this. I felt that this woman sat there on her cart and was a very intimidating presence. She herself, hey, good call. Yeah, hauling at the refs. It was a non-issue until it was a parent or somebody else. So she's sitting there just waiting and creating tension and to sit and follow this man out when he said, hey, I'm going to leave. I don't want an issue. So why she felt it was necessary when he voluntarily left of his own accord, she felt was, I'm still going to call the cops on you. Round of applause for that white eyewitness. All right. She doesn't like mayonnaise either. Okay, listen, Internet, uh, let me give you some ideas. I'm old. So I grew up in the era of Garbage Pail Kids, all right? You know what the Garbage Pail Kids trading cards were? All right, they had names like Junk Food John, okay, Raid Decay, Booze and Bruce. They were just a bunch of disgusting-looking, gross, repugnant, vile-looking kids. They were visual representations of what bigotry looks like. So I feel that the Internet need to recreate these, all right? We can do digital trading cards and call them Garbage Pail Crackers. All right, now once again, I use that term because that's what I call racist bigots, all right? Not all white people, just racist bigots. And if you are more mad at me using that term, then you are probably a bigot and a racist too, all right? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. (laughs) Okay, all right? Now we can remake these digital trading cards, call them garbage pail crackers is perfect, all right? Because racism is trash, bigotry is garbage, and we have golf cart Gale, all right? Barbecue Becky. Hallway Hillary, Cornerstone Caroline. We can immortalize these people forever. We can have we can we can have ranks for their racism and bigotry. All right, we can have a racist rookie of the year card. We can have we can have the MVC, most volatile cracker. All right, this can be a thing because the only thing that will stop these white collar criminals is public embarrassment. All right, all racists and bigots should be called out and publicly shamed. Please let Kathy Griffin do the honors. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. Okay, as Charlemagne has the mayonnaise on his head.
Okay. Seems like he white likes white stuff on his head. Mm. All right. But up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for ye, you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJ, MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Margie from Miami. Margie, what's your question for Ye? My question for Ye is just, I'm just trying to like date better or get better into the dating scene. And I just want to know how do I do that? Okay, well, so who? how are you dating now? Not at all or just very infrequently? Very, very infrequently. And how are you meeting people? Are you online? Are you on these dating services? Are you on Match? I'm on Tinder? I'm online. I'm not really on Match, but like I used to go out a lot. But for some reason out here in Miami, you just meet the worst people. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about trying online dating? Um, I've thought about it, but I was, you know, I'm, I was thinking, you know, I'm young. I go out and I, I should just meet someone in person. Yeah, it sounds good, but it, it seems like that's not really happening for you. So I wouldn't rule that out as an option. Also, I think um, it, usually when you go out with groups of people, it's hard to meet somebody because you're already in a group, which is intimidating for guys to approach you when you have a lot of people around you. So I think for you, I would also try to go places sometimes by myself, like if I'm going to a restaurant or go sit at a lounge and bring something with me to do because it's easier to meet people when you're by yourself and you're forced to make conversation. So things like that help. Also, get involved in some activities that you're interested in. If it's taking a class or volunteering, because things that you're interested in, you'll meet people that are also on that same wavelength as you. So sometimes it means just putting yourself out there more and not going to the same places all the time. A lot of times we have regular uh, places that we go to, our own chairs where we see the same people. And sometimes you have to get yourself out of your own comfort zone. I really thought it was just living in Miami. I try to like go out of town and visit other countries and other states because I just feel like the men out here are terrible. <laughs> well, also, that attitude is not going to help you bring anybody to you. Uh, you know, you're right. You got to yeah. stop having that negative energy. And don't always look at people as somebody you might potentially date. Just look at that. Can I meet somebody interesting that might be just a cool person? Because sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself saying, could this be the one? Could this be the one? When it really is, things start off as a friendship and not actually putting that out there. Like, men are terrible. The men out here are awful. Of course, if you go out there saying that, that's what you're going to attract and that's what it's going to feel like, and that's the attitude you're going to have. Also, I've been getting the fact that I'm intimidating towards men because they're like, you know, there's nothing, it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with you. So I'm like, is it a bad thing to be too good? I think that, A, um, I don't know what that means when they said that there's nothing wrong with you, but... I've never heard that because no one's ever said that to me. So I can't uh, <laughs> I can't co-sign that. But I do think that your attitude has to be different and you have to be more open to wanting to, to accept people into your world. I think a lot of times it's energy and people are feeding off that energy of you feeling that these men are just no good and nothing out here. Uh-huh. You got to go out with that attitude of I'm going to get out there in the world today and enjoy myself and meet some great, interesting people and start conversations and be nice and friendly. And if nothing happens that day, something will happen. But you just got to welcome it into your life. Okay. Thank you. All right. Margie. 
All right, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you got a question for ye, call Morning, now everybody. It's the Breakfast it's Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Nicole. Hey, Nicole, what's your question for ye? So I have a 15-year-old daughter who's been dealing with bullying problems. Mm. Um, she came home the other day, asked me, Mom, what do I do if they keep messing with me? I said, who keep messing with you? She said, everybody. I was like, why? She was like, I don't know. Every t- it's been like every time I get something new or every time I get my hair done or whatever, the fact may be they, you know, start messing with her and picking on her because she's real shy and quiet. And my first response was punch him in the face because I, I just don't deal with stuff like that. The, we didn't grow up the same. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So I just need some positive, uh, <laughs> just some advice just to give her because I'm not positive at this point. I just want to find out who the mama and the daddy is, so we can um, just have a, a nice conversation at this point. So it's really getting frustrating for me. Is it a group of people bullying your daughter, or is it one person um, in particular? Just random, like, I guess it's, you know how they click up and everybody bad when they with each other? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing when you're in middle school, because she's 15 in the eighth grade and, like, real shy and don't deal with people a lot. And so, so what happens when you talk to the teacher about it? The teachers don't do nothing. That's the thing. Like, they have this... Weird thing in Alabama where, uh, again, Alabama, they have this thing in Alabama where they, you got to basically fight somebody to get something done. And the first thing, when I told her to punch him in the face, what she said was, um, Mama, I can't get that on my record. I want to be a teacher. So I don't know what to tell at this point. Cause I, okay. So you know. I, I do think, number one, it's important when a, a child is being bullied in school for you to listen to what your daughter has to say without being judgmental. So she can mm-hmm. express to you how she feels so she doesn't feel like she's being bullied at school and then she comes home and she's scared to talk about it, right? I think you should right. ask her what does she think are some things that she can do in the future okay. so she can come up with some solutions with you. And it's really important for you to continue to uh, contact the school about it. And I think a great way to do that is not just to call and do that, but to send emails so that there is a track of all of that. So in case anything does happen or things uh, get even worse... You can see, they can see that you've been trying to contact them through email, CC, whoever it is that you have to. It's the principal, it's the teacher, so that everybody's aware of the situation and they're held accountable and responsible for it. So here's the thing, like, she she dealt with bullying last year, and Mm -hmm. I used to go up to the school so much till they know me when I pull up. They like, oh, Lord, what now? Kind of thing. So it's just been random this year, but like I'm, I, I've got to the point where I'm just sick of it and don't know what else to do to, because I just want her to just fight them and just show them like, look, leave me alone. Like she don't mess with nobody. That's that's the thing. Like she doesn't mess with nobody. And like the teachers don't do nothing, the principals don't do nothing. I ask them to pull the cameras in certain areas when they pull her hair or whatever. Oh, the cameras don't work. They always got an excuse, you know, for everything. They got the cameras don't work. That's like, okay, what if something happened in school? Y'all cameras don't work. Y'all not gonna be able to find out what happened i do want you to leave that digital trail as well and i think for your daughter what does she say to them does she ever confront whoever's bullying her and and express to them she does not that's that's the aggravating part is it, it makes me mad and, and here's another thing like i have another daughter that goes there she's in the sixth grade this year like last year she wasn't there mm-hmm. and she dealt with it like the whole year but this year she's there and they're like totally opposite she's like Show me who it is. Show me who keep messing with you because she want to go find out what's going on with her sister because her sister don't like to fight, but she don't mind fighting. 
Right. They keep picking on her, but she won't tell them who it is. So it's just, you know, you should explain do something. You should explain to your daughter that bullies are cowards and that's why they're bullying and doing the things that they do is their own insecurities. So she can understand why this person is doing what they're doing. And she should you should tell her, ask them, why is it that you feel like you need to do these things? Just directly ask them a question, whether it's in front of people and ask them, what is it that's going on with you that you feel like you need to pick on me and try to bully me every single day? Right. Can I give you some advice for somebody who has five kids? Uh, the yes. first thing, first thing I would do is, is I would put your, put my daughter in karate. Is your daughter in any type of martial arts? I, I put her in boxing. She can fight. That's try, what I'm, I think. She, try, she's in boxing. Try, try karate because karate gives you a, a little different mental when you do things. And second of all, uh, I would send an email. But what I would do is I would talk to a, an attorney. And just to get to mm-hmm. an attorney's email, not necessarily you have to hire an attorney, but when you CC get an it. attorney, people usually That's like to move me. a little faster. That's what they told me. Exactly. I have to have, I have, to have the, uh, the evidence. That's right. I said, when I went to the school and asked them about cameras and stuff, the cameras don't work. Listen, listen, listen. But listen, listen. Your, your, daughter's word isn't, your daughter's word is they enough evidence. Listen, listen, listen. You don't yeah, need, you don't need to hire. they got a long paper trail from last year, and th- this school is so... Ooh, well, you don't so you don't need to hire an attorney, but get an attorney's email that you spoke to and CC them, and I guarantee they will act on that immediately. Nobody wants action from a lawyer, so do that, and that usually gets things working. All right? Okay. Trust me. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. T- tell your work. daughter that we love her, and tell her that what she does really. She was real interested in what Charlamagne had to say because she felt like laughing. Oh, I definitely was going to tell you hit them back. Just teach your kids how to fight. I don't know this. She said she has a kids in boxing, you know but she's just not that type though. of kid. She just got to get the heart. You know what I'm saying? She ain't. You know, she in boxing. She know how to fight. She just ain't got the heart. Like she need a. And like I know. said, just make sure you let her know Thank that you, the Mama. reason that people bully is because they're cowards and they have their own insecurities. It's not because they're cool at all. All right. The reason that people bully is because the bullies ain't never got punched in their goddamn nose. I agree. <laughs> right? I agree. You punch them in their nose. One good time. Stops. One good punch in the nose Absolutely. and they'll never do it again. They only, they only do it they can get away with. Absolutely. It. All right. Asky, 800-585-1051. If you uh, need some questions for you, you can call at any time. Now, you got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about a show that's coming back. And this show actually is kind of what started the whole entire reality TV show craze. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for the rumors. Let's talk ASAP Rocky. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so ASAP Rocky is on the cover of Esquire UK magazine. And he's talking about how much he loves orgies. Now, he said, my first orgy was when I was in seventh grade, 13 years old. And he said that he was living in a homeless shelter. And the school was like three blocks away. He said they used to let us out for lunch. The first time was in this apartment building. We took the elevator to the roof and everybody put their coats on the ground. There were like five girls and 10 guys. And we all just took turns. He said his biggest concern was whether or not he would have the littlest penis. Now, he also says he has his own $100,000 bed that he designed that's gigantic because he has a lot of orgies at his house with some very close female companions. He said he's photographed and documented many of them, and the women that he's around are into that free-spirited-ish like he is. Uh, He also said that women attack him for sex and that he wants an open-minded woman or two. He said he's had sporadic periods when he is monogamous, but he needs a girl who's into girls sometimes. Oh, ASAP is also young as well. Trust me, when you get older, you want to slow the hell down. <laughs> now, okay, or, isn't orgy men and women? That's orgy or no? It can be, yes. Oh, I don't know. I've never had one. I'm just, I mean, he said remember. the first time he did it, it was uh, five girls and ten guys. 
Five girls, ten guys. That sounds like a burger spot I don't want to be at. Let me see. Five girls, ten guys. But he said they all took turns, so. That's a, that's a lot of hot dogs. Five girls. Not too many buns. No, so it's it a lot two, more uh, two women Two guys than men. per girl. Oh, you said five girls, ten five guys. Girls, that's a lot more guys, guys uh, than women. Yeah. So two guys per girl. <laughs> yes, there's too many hot dogs. Not enough buns. Yeah, that's a little wild. Well, understand. you know what? He's free-spirited, so maybe you guys are looking at this It's wrong. amazing as much as you want equality, really, you don't want If you look at it like that, guys. there's really 15 <laughs> buns and five hot dogs. But shouldn't you want equality <laughs> as a woman? As a woman, shouldn't you want equal representation? Shouldn't it be 10 girls, 10 guys? I mean, everybody has a bun. I don't know what you're talking about. And I think it shouldn't matter because at the end of the day, if you're free-spirited and you're sexually fluid, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm all about equality. I can't equality. even tell you what anybody identified them as. It's well, whatever it is. Oh, I'm all about equality, okay? If it's five girls and ten guys, it should be ten girls, ten guys. Keep it even. Well, this is what ASAP Rocky did. So he's just documenting what happened in his own life mm. in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, and Diddy and Cassie have broken up. And according to reports, they broke up months ago. We're just finding out about it now. I saw a lot of people on social media excited to shoot their shot at Cassie. So I'm sure, uh, you know, she'll be okay with all of this. But according to reports on Love B. Scott, they're saying that Diddy has a new girlfriend, 26-year-old model Jocelyn Chu. Now, Diddy's reps are saying that he is still single, but he has been spotted out with this woman quite a few times. They were at the Drake concert together. Uh, they've been spotted in Miami together, so... I haven't even spotted at the gym yet, because the way Diddy running around here with all these young girls, he better make sure his cardio is all the way up, okay? Now, Cassie doesn't follow him on Instagram, but he still follows her. That's how you really know when somebody breaks up, when you get unfollowed, and they delete all your pictures off of social media. I just hope Diddy in shape, because you can't be running around with a dad bod sleeping with all them young girls, okay? Eventually, your heart gonna give out on you. All right, Kobe Bryant, he was scheduled to be a part of the jury during the Animation is Film Festival over the weekend, but then there was a petition that called for his removal. That petition was because of his 2003 rape allegations, and that petition was started by Women and Allies on Change.org. They said, in light of the Me Too movement, there has been little to no recourse for Kobe Bryant's actions of sexual assault. <laughs> what are you talking about? He had all the recourse and everything else 15 years ago. Was he charged? I thought he wasn't charged. I didn't think he was convicted. Uh, I think the charge got dropped, so if I'm not convicted. mistaken. I think he settled. He settled. Yeah, he settled. He settled with the young lady, and the charge was dropped. Yeah, I think the convicted. young lady said the young lady said they had consensual sex, but then he tried to go to the back door, and she told him no on the back door action, and he went to the back door anyway. All right, well, Kobe correctly. Bryant also released a statement. He said, this decision further motivates me and my commitment to building a studio that focuses on diversity and inclusion and storytelling for the animation industry. I remain focused on changing the world in positive yes. ways through diverse stories, characters, and leadership in order to inspire the next generation. Because truth be told, the white people are just using this excuse to keep him out of a club that they don't want him in to begin with because it doesn't make any sense for Kobe Bryant to have all these awards and accolades and win all these championships, get all these endorsements, but then 15 years later, he can't be on a film festival? Can't sit on a panel for a film festival? Yeah, All right, now crazy. the real world is coming back. <laughs> they did announce on MTV that they're going to be working with Facebook Watch and they're going to create new editions of the series for audiences in the U.S., Mexico, and Thailand. So you guys all remember the real world and what a big impact that had. And that kind of, was that like the first reality show? First one I remember. He said cops. cops. He's right, though. Okay. The white guy Steve cops yelled out cops in the show. room. <laughs> He's right. But I'm talking about as far as reality show format, I think real world. That's the first one I remember. That was, yep. All right. And Orange is a New Black. Uh, unfortunately, that series is coming to an end. Here's the announcement. The final season of Orange. The last season. Season seven. It is the end. And I'm going to miss playing and living on the edge of one of the most groundbreaking, original, and controversial series 
of this decade. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been an amazing journey, an amazing experience. Thank you so much for all of your support. Season seven, you will not be disappointed. Sheesh, seven seasons. The final episodes will air in 2019. I'm not mad at that. I haven't watched this new season, though. I'm telling you, man, the problem with Netflix nowadays is that there's no sense of urgency. Because I've been saying since Orange is the New Black came out some weeks ago, I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'm going to watch this weekend. I'm going to watch this weekend. I was cleaning up. Is and it good? I, yeah, I've been watching it. I'm going to watch I it. I haven't finished it. I'm up to, like, episode six. I just, don't have, I just don't have a sense of urgency to sit down and do it because it's just there. Like, I know it's going to be there when I'm ready to watch it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Now, when we come back... Shout to Neo. Happy birthday to Neo. Today is Neo's birthday. So we're going to get on some Happy Neo. Happy Born Day, Neo. Happy Born Day, Neo, with your head ass. To right. the left, to the left. Let me know some of your favorite Neo joints, whether it's Sexy Love or Miss Independent. Whatever your favorite Neo joint is, we're going to get some Neo on to start the mix off with, all right? Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know your favorite Neo joint. 800-585-1051. The People's Choice Mix is next.